good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there again, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. Now, today is Friday, the 6th of May, 2022, and we're going to start off with that very first story of the day. Omicron, as severe as previous COVID variants, large study finds. The Omicron variant of the SARS-2-CoV-2 virus is intrinsically as severe as previous variants, unlike assumptions made in previous studies that it was more transmissible but less severe, a large study in the United States has found. We found that the risk of hospitalization and mortality were nearly identical between periods, said four scientists who conducted the study based on records of 130,000 COVID-19 patients, referring to times in the past two years when different variants were dominant across the world. The study, which is undergoing peer review at Nature Portfolio and was posted on on Research Square on May 2nd, was adjusted for confounders including demographics, vaccination status and the Charlson Comorbidity Index that predicts the risk of death within a year of hospitalization for patients with specific comorbid conditions. The study, that assumed that the Omicron variant was less severe, were conducted in various places including South Africa, Scotland, England and Canada, said the scientists from Massachusetts General Hospital, Minerva University and Harvard Medical School. They said their study could have several limitations, including the possibility that it has underestimated the number of vaccinated patients in more recent COVID waves and the total number of infections because it excluded patients who performed at-home rapid tests. And moving along, airport breach prompts security review. Measures to improve security at Suanapum Airport will be considered after a man managed to get onto the aircraft apron on Tuesday, said the airport's general manager, Kittipong Kichakachorn. The man, believed to be high on drugs, was arrested after he snuck through a gate on a motorbike and made his way onto the aircraft apron, which is a highly restricted area. Mr. Kittipong said that the man's ability to evade security has prompted a review of the airport's security measures and how they can be improved. The man, identified as Vashara Kambut, 34, from Loi Province, pointed what appeared to be a handgun at guards who he told to keep back as he headed towards the apron, said Mr. Kittipong. The airport took steps to handle the man, which were in accordance with guidelines from the International Civil Aviation Organization, he said. I can assure everyone that Swanapum Airport maintains its internationally accepted standards of security. He said the man on his motorbike slipped through the gate for officials working at the airport when a pickup truck entered. The airport security centre was alerted and monitored the man's movement using closed-circuit security cameras. At one stage, he was seen running around wildly near an aircraft parking bay and wielding an axe. He was arrested by security guards while attempting to enter a terminal building. He was found in possession of an axe, a replica handgun and a pair of scissors. Next up, Phuket hails drop-in cases. Phuket is counting down for declaring COVID-19 an endemic disease after the tourist island reported fewer than 100 daily COVID-19 cases for the past 10 consecutive days, the Phuket Provincial Public Health Office said. COVID-19 will be labelled an endemic disease in Thailand in early July, allowing people to return to normal life as planned by the Ministry of Public Health. 
Dr. Cusack, a cook cacool, Phuket's public health chief, said on Wednesday that Phuket has recorded just 39 new cases and zero deaths on Tuesday. There were also no new cases from international visitors since the screening test was replaced by a vaccination certificate and health insurance. This means we can prepare Phuket for COVID-19 being declared as an endemic disease, he said. Phuket's fatality rate has been less than 0.1% for two weeks, and the vaccination rate among locals is relatively high, with 89% of the population fully vaccinated and 67% having received their booster dose. For endemic disease status, the debt ratio must not exceed 1 in 1,000 people infected or 0.1% and more than 60% of the population must have received full vaccine doses, he said. However, Dr. Kusak said only 52% of senior citizens in the province had booster shots. He aimed to increase the vaccination rate among people over 60 since they have the highest risk of dying from the virus. Now, Koh Samui is proving another popular destination after the test-and-go scheme was cancelled on May 1st. Bangkok Airways said its flights to Koh Samui are now fully booked. International tourists have overwhelmed Swanapum Airport since the requirement for an RT-PCR test after entry was dropped. The chairman of the Koh Samui Tourism Promotion Association said tourists can enter Koh Samui without restrictions. He said the hotel occupancy rate has increased almost 30% compared to April and the association was promoting Koh Samui to foreign tourism agencies. He added he was hopeful local tourism would thrive as soon as the Thailand Pass requirement was lifted. In contrast to Phuket and Koh Samui, Krabi is suffering from a lack of international flights to bring in incoming travellers. The former president of the Tourism Council of Thailand said on Wednesday Krabi has been deprived of a potential economic recovery because Krabi International Airport is not fully operational. He said Krabi only has two international flights flying into the province while Phuket has almost 200 flights per day. The international terminal is under renovation but has been approved for reopening by the airports of Thailand. He also pleaded with affiliates to open the international terminal to welcome more foreigners. The sooner the airport can operate at a full capacity, the greater the opportunities for local entrepreneurs in Krabi, he said. Meanwhile, the public health ministry has sounded the alarm after an upward surge of COVID-19 infections in the northeast, which is likely to see a spike in caseloads over the next two weeks. The surge comes despite many areas of the country reporting fewer infections, including the south. The director of the Bureau of Epidemiology said endemic status would have to be declared nationwide as it is impractical to be selective on such a declaration as people travel from place to place and can still transmit the virus. Provinces must prepare their own transition plans before July. Now, funnily enough, I've just been recording this entire section and then realised that the microphone wasn't actually plugged in. So I've had to re-record all this one more time. But nevertheless, in relation to that last story, Phuket looks like it's about to declare COVID endemic. But of course, as the doctor has said, a province, provinces in Thailand cannot just do it individually. It must be done as a collective thing rather than one province here and one province there. And that absolutely makes sense. Of course, the rest of the world are not really talking about COVID being endemic. They're just getting on with life and moving ahead with things. Now, also, I think it's quite interesting that the uh, head of the Phuket Public Health is discussing that there was no COVID from international arrivals yesterday. Of course, why would there be any COVID from international arrivals? Because there's no testing at the airport now. So that's a slightly irrelevant number and a strange thing to bring up in a press conference. But nevertheless. Now, I've just been reading an article in relation to the Thailand Pass and whether or not it will be scrapped anytime soon. Now, according to the Minister of Public Health, Anutan Sharvakul, he is talking about getting rid of the Thailand Pass for Thai citizens only. 
and keeping it for international arrivals, tourists, foreign tourists, at least for the next few months. This apparently is his plan. I'm not quite sure why Thai citizens wouldn't have to fill it out, but foreigners would. I have a suspicion it's to do with vaccination certificates and wanting people to buy insurance. This is my own personal opinion on the whole situation. Thai citizens returning uh, do not need to purchase any kind of insurance. There's no section on the Thailand Pass for them to actually upload a certificate. Now, in relation to the Thailand Pass, uh, I applied last night myself at about midnight. I'm coming back in July, but I'm kind of hoping it would be gone by then, but who knows. And it took approximately 14 hours to get the Thailand Pass QR code, so I got it today at about 2 o'clock. It was a very, very easy process. Basically, upload your passport details, your vaccination certificate, your insurance, where you're staying in Phuket, but you don't need to prove where you're staying, just write the address down, a contact number, and hit submit. I reckon it took the 14 hours because I did it in the middle of the night and I doubt the Ministry of Public Health have people or a lot of people working 24 hours up there in Bangkok. So yeah, it was a pretty smooth process. I have to say I didn't find it too difficult at all. Now, another thing that I read in relation to one of the stories we had a few days ago, the tourist fee of 300 baht, apparently now, and according to another minister, that fee will only be placed on foreign tourists. So if you are an expat here in Thailand working, you have a valid work permit, you will not have to pay that fee so that's just some news or good news for people who do work here in the country I mean I know it's not much money but it does and will add to the cost of a ticket like I've spoken about because of the systems that the Thai government want the airlines to have in place to be able to connect to their system all this will cost money and of course this will all be passed on to the traveler as I've already discussed but uh, that's basically the Thailand pass news for today and the idea that COVID will be declared endemic in the next few months but I put it out to you guys today have any of you actually applied since May 1st for your Thailand pass did you get it how did you find the overall process did you find it quite easy like like I did or did you have any difficulties if you did have difficulties I'd love to know about them and maybe we can rectify them or we can help other people in the future so they don't have those same problems I'd love as always to have your comments down below in the comment section and with that we'll move along to the next story of the day tat calls for more hotel discounts receives tepid response Hoteliers have mixed feelings about a new phase of the hotel subsidy scheme, We Travel Together, after the Tourism Authority of Thailand suggested hotels could offer a 50% discount for an additional 1 million room nights. The TAT governor, Yutasak Supasorn, said cooperation from hotels was important to stimulate domestic trips without solely depending on a government budget, particularly when this market was being challenged by growing outbound demand driven by easier travel rules. The remaining 4 million Thai baht budget for We Travel Together will be used for a 40% subsidy on 1 million room nights, while the TAT asked hotels to add another 1 million rooms to this program, he said. Marisa Sukasal, president of the Thai Hotel Association, said most hotels have already reduced their room rates by 50%. With a limited budget, she said the government should instead offer a 20% subsidy instead of 40% to cover 2 million room nights. May is a transition period for tourism as the country can expect an average of 15,000 air passengers per day or at least 450,000 tourists this month, said Miss Marisa. However, the domestic market remains vital to support operators. Now, the acting president of the Chambury Tourism Council said hoteliers might be reluctant to add their rooms to this program because of delayed payments for participants. This problem may have been rectified recently, but some hotels in Pattaya have been waiting since December to get paid, he said. Moreover, mid-level hotels are concerned about feedback as local tourists using the privileges usually opt for a five-star hotel or international chains in prime locations, said Mr. Tanet. 
He said the TAT needs a better mechanism to help mid-level hotels benefit more than in previous phases. The president of the THA's Northern Chapter said hoteliers agreed to offer discounts for the scheme to spur domestic trips. More than 60 hotels in Chiang Mai are facing delayed payments, prompting the association to try solve the issue. Mr. Panat said Chiang Mai has to focus on domestic tourists as the province may not reap the benefits of recent inbound travel relaxations as much as beach destinations in southern Thailand. And that brings us to the government accepting a loan of 13.2 billion baht from Japan. The finance minister has signed a loan agreement worth 50 billion yen or 13.2 billion baht with the Japan International Cooperation Agency to bolster the nation's COVID-19 emergency response. The agreement was signed at the finance ministry on Tuesday by Mr. Akom and a chief representative of JICA's Thailand's office, Marita Takahiro. According to the agreement, the loan is to be repaid within 15 years, plus a four-year grace period with the interest set at 0.01%. The loan is intended to boost Thailand's public health capacity, help fund COVID-19 treatment and ease the economic pressure on citizens. It was signed after Mr. Arkham exchanged diplomatic notes with Japan's ambassador to Thailand on Monday. The loan will boost relations between both countries and support the recovery of the economy, the source said. Meanwhile, a Thai-Japanese joint committee will be formed to oversee a new defence agreement signed on Monday, according to Arjari Siran Tanaban, Director General of the Foreign Ministry's East Asian Affairs Department. The agreement will enable the transfer of defence hardware and technology from Thailand to Japan. Ms. Arjari said the agreement will form the framework for equipment and technology transfers as it outlined procedures and highlighted issues which needed to be considered in such transfers. As for the details of what kind of weapons Japan is going to transfer, they will be discussed at a future date, she said. This agreement is a step forward in promoting defence cooperation and investment as Thailand is keen to further develop the sector, she said. The agreement has been discussed for over five years and Japan had concluded similar agreements with the Philippines, Vietnam, Malaysia and Indonesia. And following up on the story about the Indian gangster who was assassinated in Phuket a couple of months, Canadian wanted for Sandu murder dies in a plane crash. A Canadian wanted by police for the murder of an Indian gangster in Phuket has died in a plane crash in Canada. CBC reported on Tuesday that one of the four men killed in a plane crash near Sioux Lookout, Ontario on Saturday was identified by police in Ontario and British Columbia as Jean Larkamp. He was in a small Cherokee passenger plane that crashed while en route from Dryden to Marathon in Ontario, according to the CBC. A spokesperson at the Combined Forces Special Enforcement Unit of British Columbia said Larkham 36 did not have outstanding warrants in Canada, but the agency did not have information about what he was doing in Ontario, it added. Mr. Larkamp and another Canadian, Matthew Dupre, 36, are wanted in court warrants issued in Phuket for allegedly murdering Jimmy Slice Sandu in the parking lot of a beachfront resort at Rawai Beach on February 4th. Mr. Dupree was arrested in the Canadian city of Edmonton, Alberta on February 20th and the Thai authorities are seeking his extradition to Thailand. He is under detention at the Alberta court. And finally, the Phuket News Daily Report. Satampo community rendered homeless. Homeless residents of the Satampo community, evicted from land in Shillong and then again from land near Rasada Pier, set up camp in front of the new provincial hall yesterday in their plea to be allowed to live on unused state land. Kamala Beach empty as officials ramp up fishy safety patrols. 
Kamala Beach was nigh empty of swimmers yesterday as officials and lifeguards patrolled the beach to warn beachgoers of an aquatic animal in the waters that had bitten an eight-year-old boy on Sunday. By the way, it was a shark. And major power outage to affect Nyharn bypass housing projects. Two major power outages, one in Nyharn and the other near the bypass road, will be in effect today as work is carried out on upgrading high voltage cables. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.